Welcome to the creative side of things, where we empower and inspire business owners and entrepreneurs to tap into their inner creative from standing out in saturated markets to debunking and challenging the status quo. We'll learn firsthand from actual small business owners how they've applied creativity, imagination, and common sense to grow their businesses. I'm Javier, chief creator and founder of High Ground Creative. And I'm Megan, founder and CEO of Chicken Co. Clothing. I'm Gen X and her dad. I'm Gen Z and his favorite daughter. Oh, that's debatable. Well, it's not up for debate. Together, Together we, we are, are creative thinkers, design experts, branding gurus, imagination igniters, and coffee addicts. Keep listening and we'll prove it to you. Hey, you might learn something. Imagine that. Ready? Let's, Let's get, get creative. creative. Not to spill that. <laughs> He's already bossing me around. Um, okay, Megan. Father. Are you, <laughs> <laughs> because daughter. Mom, mom yelled at me when I called you Javi. So. Hello, daughter. Hello, we're back. It feels for us like it's been a bit, but not for our audience. No, it is. That's right. Do not. We're not telling them what date it is. No. Um, Only when there's a holiday, I usually mention it. Right. See, I'm touching. You guys make me all kind of paranoid now. I got to do this thing. Um, yes. <laughs> I can, I'm not allowed to touch this, people. So Everyone who's listening, you need to keep yelling at Javi for touching the mic because yes. it's just yes. I'm the sorry. noise. All right. So okay. welcome, everybody, back uh, to the creative side of things where we empower and inspire business owners and entrepreneurs and everybody else, for that matter. You can listen to You don't have to be a business owner. You can have a side hustle. You can be a uh, want-topreneur. Yeah, like you don't that? you don't have to ever own a business like yeah. we're just, you know, talking about how to tap tap into that inner creative. Right. And we call our listeners our right brainers. Right brainers, you know, God gave you a brain, two sides, left side, right side. Both very important. Very important. But we just kind of lean, we kinda lean with to the, the right. right brainers. Right, right. So get it? Right. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so Megan, let's get going. There's today, you know, everybody, somebody's listening to this. We always talk like it's some big reveal because, but if somebody's watching this or listening to it, they already know who the guest is going to be, but yeah. we act like it's some big thing. They so. might not if they're, they're just going through their playlist, you know, <laughs> maybe they didn't see the title yet. Right. Yeah. And I'm actually recording. So that's good. All the stuff is going. So we got the right angles. So Megan, so I let's wanted to share a quote that I found. Okay. Oh, that kind of goes into what we're doing today. Okay. And then you have one, I think. I do have one. Um, so this one, oh, and guys, he, I, I yelled at my dad because he put the wrong person who said a quote that I said. Oh, and did then I mess it, that up? I already addressed it on Instagram, but I look stupid. Because I was like, oh, this is from Pablo Picasso, and it was not. It wasn't Pablo Picasso? <laughs> no, I fixed it. But it was mm. like Brent something, but... Mm. These are correct. I blame it on Google. So if I mess up, I just blame him because I'm reading okay. something you found. <laughs> okay. So the only limit to your impact is your imagination and commitment. So the reason I like this one a lot is the commitment part because, yes, creativity and imagination is, can be loosey-goosey and is important in its own way, but committing to it is just as important because right. if you're not making time to create, if you're not, um, if that mindset isn't there to create, 
it's not going to happen. No, I agree. So I really like that. I love the, that. The you commitment know, part. And the thing is, we have imagination, we have ideas, and ideas are great, but ideas are nothing unless you execute. You have to do. At some point, you have to step in and start doing things, right? Mm-hmm. So the commitment part is, how committed are you to that idea to execute and actually fulfill that? Because a lot of that times follows. people are like overthinking it, making lists and like goals and mm-hmm. and vision boards. And it's like, okay, but are you going to take a step? Like it could be literally anything. Right. And that's, is there, like is there a pill for that? <laughs> Probably. I mean, but. but people get stuck in that. What's the saying? Um, um, it's uh, the, not, not pro- it's procrastination, but it's more like indecision, right? So there's decision constipation they have, or if they make yeah. a decision. And just like being a perfectionist in right. general. There's, like, there's never going to be a right time. Just yeah. start. Yeah. So commit. You can always change things if it's not working. Um, and I look, we're not saying like we have it there. We arrived. We we're part of that. We're here with you, and we run into. We've been in there in our lives, and we understand that you. If you're busy and there's activity, that doesn't mean you're doing something. Just planning and planning and planning. At some point, you have to step into it because it's not going. All your ducks are never going to be in a row. Yeah. So I want to uh, hear yours. Uh, so this one's by T- Tony Robbins. The only. Oh, uh, that's the one I said. No, you said. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Never mind. So the, the man, this is Muhammad Ali, the greatest ever uh, boxer. Uh, the man who has no imagination has no wings. It starts here. It starts in, with a thought. It starts with an idea. I just love the thought of like a macho guy, like talking about imagination. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's so awesome. Well, you look how creative that guy was in the ring. He was, yeah. he, he, he did things in there that people never did. It were, Ooh, we know. should talk about creativity in, in sports at some point, because it, it's just, it can be in so many different things. Mm-hmm. And that's what we try to address all the time. Can you write that down? Cause every time we say we're going to do something on this podcast. I, I write down a lot. Okay. <laughs> Writing it down, writing it down. But yeah, that's awesome. I want to, I don't want, this is not about us today. Uh, We have uh, a gentleman on on here today with us who came very, very far away from (laughs) next door. (laughs) From Uh, somewhere that tends to interrupt our podcasts on Fridays. It is so loud. We can measure. It sounds like an earthquake. We can measure. In the Richter scale, <laughs> when one of the, when those planes come on here, we're like, yeah, you can. Live it. It's just this like, it sounds like an alien. I know, that's kind of so we're like, okay, maybe we should pause. Yeah, uh, and we try not to because we always say we don't we edit. Don't, we like, don't. We don't. We're you know candid, but sometimes yeah, but we love it. Man. When they had the air show, so we're next to the Dover Air Force Base, so uh, we are going to be. Um, uh, one thing I want to say before that, when the air show was here, it was fantastic because those Blue Angels were literally you know right above us, so I yeah. didn't have to go anywhere. Just right here, we didn't have to go into, you know. Um, so, we have a gentleman here. His name is uh, Matt Huseman, Colonel Matt Huseman. Uh, I want to I, I wanna do a quick story about this, and I, I said it to, the, to, to him before um, we started, but I want the audience to hear about this. How, how do we have a colonel in the Air Force on here? Uh, well, we're here, we have a man who is incredibly um, creative. He's a leader. He, you know, to lead an organization so big, one of the biggest Air Force bases in the United States, or any Air Force base for that matter, is something to be said. You don't do that by accident. There's a lot of effort and, and, and that goes into that, a lot of um, blood, sweat, tears, a lot of uh, perseverance. And that's something that's indicative of the people we want to talk to, to inspire and empower individuals to do that. So I, um, he is a person I saw, um, I knew him, I knew of him, and I saw a presentation he did to about 400 people. It was, it's called the State of the Base Breakfast that they have every year, the Chamber of Commerce that I'm part of, puts us together. And, and the whole time he spoke about the airmen, the people, his team. 
what they did, their successes. He celebrated them. The, 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 it was never about him. And I connected with that because um, I'm by far not perfect, obviously, but I connect with men and people who are heart-focused and they, they're, they, they lead their hearts, but they also feel and they understand. And I connected with this guy and I said, you know, Megan, I, we got to break our rules and have somebody in here that uh, can help our and, and, and inspire the folks that we talk to. So that's a long-winded introduction. But uh, uh, to tell you a little bit about him, uh, I have to read this because there's a lot going on here. Uh, uh, Colonel Matt Huseman is the commander of the 436th Airlift Wing at Air, Dover Air Force Base. Uh, he is an, a command pilot with more than 3,000 hours, and that's really cool, a flight. Nice, nice. Uh, we're going to talk about that. He is a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy Squadron Officer School, right? Am I on stolen track? I'm not sure. Uh, he has served a variety of commands. Obviously, you have to if you're now wing commander uh, in staff positions throughout his career, including tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, and um, he, he's highly decorated. For me, he's a role model for his airmen. They love him. He's also a source of inspiration for his community, and he's a proud um, American, dedicated patriot, and a father of two young ladies and a husband. That's the most important part of all this, and I know he would tell me that for sure. So without further ado, Colonel Matt Huseman. Right. <laughs> How's that for an introduction? Good. <laughs> really good. So you got the L in the right there, uh, and it's they're a little those funky. weird twisty. I know they're ones. really twisty ones, <laughs> and I can guide you because I was actually uh, m- messing up with those myself. There you go. There we go. So it's not all right. Awesome. Pilot proof. So um, I want you to hear what, what we put on right when we walked in. So ready? Ah, very nice. <laughs> Our guests can't it right. hear it until they put the earphones. <laughs> they don't so. hear that. So welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. It, it, it is awesome to be here. Um, it's, it's funny when folks introduce and go through that, uh, it, it's kind of telling in a way uh, that, that I'm old, um, <laughs> but because in the Air Force, those things, it's it's not really at all about me. And it's kind of what you were talking about, Javier. All that stuff is because of amazing airmen that are out there and what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are no accolades in that that are about me. And our family, the only the only thing that, just like you talked about, I am the father of two girls. They're great. Um, and and Claire and Audrey are, you know, they're at school right now and doing their thing and, and growing up and, uh, you know, and they, they look up to people like Megan that it's awesome to be able to be an inspiring uh, entrepreneur as they're out there doing things and, and taking care of it. And so Javier, just like you said, I love being a husband, love being a father and, and being able to work for airmen is an awesome thing. And so thanks for the introduction. Thanks for bringing me on. Yeah. It's very cool. We're excited. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much. Are you ready? You put your, there's no seatbelts. We should get, you yeah, should no, you're good. <laughs> um, Megan, do you say anything you want to say? Yeah, so what I always <laughs> say to our guests is, um, and this actually works for me a lot because we kind of go back and forth with me bringing someone that I know and him bringing someone that he knows. So in a lot of situations, one of us doesn't know the guest, which is even better because neither does our, you know, our listeners most of the time. So we just want you to tell us about yourself um, to someone who has no idea. Okay. <laughs> and, and just kind of like kind of reiterate what he said but like in your own way and just tell us about yourself yeah no perfect i'm uh i'm from dayton ohio originally a small town actually south of that called kettering ohio it's a suburb uh that's where i grew up for most of my life uh, my parents were great my dad was an inspiration as a leader he was a city manager there 
a really cool job of what he does, which is which is why I really enjoy getting to talk to folks here at Dover and mm-hmm. and, and and spend time like with the mayor and some folks like that because that's kind of how I grew up doing things. Um, and then I went off to the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs and I enjoyed it. And and I tell I tell Airmen that uh, they asked me like, well, why'd you join the Air Force? What is it that you did and why why that happened? Well, there's this movie that came out back in the eighties. I'll just mm. say that. And then I won't say how old I was. Um, but, <laughs> but it came out in the eighties and I know it's a Navy movie and it's Top Gun and the new one out Maverick is, uh, yeah. is, has been that, that sequel. But when you think of Top Gun, I was sitting there with my uncle who at that time was a Lieutenant Colonel in the air force. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to fly airplanes. And he's like, well, Matt, you need to go to the United States air force Academy. There's no doubt that that's the place for you. And I was like, okay. So that, that got me to the Academy and that's why I joined the air force. But uh, I, I grew up, I, I flew after the Air Force Academy and started flying uh, training planes. And then they sent me here to the C-5. Uh, and Sarah and I, we loved it. We get here to Delaware. And as you're, you're, you're driving up and probably much like you were when you came to DSU, uh, you're like, man, this is the East Coast. But wait a minute, where, where are we? They're, they're farm fields. <laughs> you're right. they're, Where's they're, the ocean? <laughs> where's, where, where is this, right? You know, you're sitting there thinking about it. And, and so my wife and I kept driving and we finally get here in Dover. I'm like, Wow. And she's from New Mexico. So you want to talk about the middle of nowhere. Like she's used to that. Okay. And uh, I, I'm not exactly. And then uh, we get here and we, we just fell in love with Delaware uh, and especially Dover because you can be anywhere from it. And so when we got here, though, I, I'll say this, and this is goes to your point of, of, of who I am and why I enjoy mm-hmm. what I do. Um, I thought I wanted to fly airplanes and I thought that that was the goal for, for what I wanted to do with my Air Force career. And then I got to, Do- to Dover and I sat with a guy named Master Sergeant Greg Isbell. And uh, he, he, was, he was a flight engineer in the back and he made a difference in my life and showed me that what this world is, a, is about um, for flying and networking is about the network and the people and mm. who you work for and how you do that. And uh, when I say who you work for, you work, we, we work for airmen. Uh, that's that's what we do, and, and being able to make their lives better and uh, invest in others is important. And my parents taught me that going, growing up, and uh, I think that a lot of times uh, it it needs a I won't call a wake up call, but it it did for me. And in, it was about two thousand and two to two thousand and three where I, I joined this this team uh, here at Dover Air Force Base, and uh, since then it's just been an awesome ride of being able to learn how to better take care of airmen and take care of people, uh, and especially their families, and and that's what we do. Um, and inspire them to do amazing things because they really go out and do amazing things. It's it's nothing that, that I do. <laughs> I love so. that. Wow. That's awesome. That do awesome. you still currently fly, to reiterate what I, you're saying? I do. Okay. Um, <laughs> <you're> like <laughs> I don't fly as much, um, probably, as I would like. Um, but uh, I do fly, and it's it's good to get out there mm-hmm. and, and, and slip the Shirley Bonds earth and have nice. a little bit of fun. Cool. So um, it's a blast. Just it's a blast. you had me at fly. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's great when your office moves. Oh, it's really man. cool. It's fantastic. It's really, yeah. really cool. Well, it does move here too. Right? Yeah. No, never mind. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, and Top Gun is. Uh, gosh, I saw that when I was fifteen in the movie theater with Paige Timonson. Oh, I don't know where she's doing these days, but that was my one of my first dates, and that's a sophomore in high school. So that was. Incredible that's a cool. That's I, cool did, I just dated myself. That's, <laughs> hey, that's okay. I saw it in a basement. So, you know, it's good. It's good. So you know? what should we call you then? Yeah. Matt is great. Cool. Okay. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thank you. Um, well, th- good to have you, Matt. Uh, it's, it's awesome. We, we're um, we're going to do some deep dives. Okay. Some really Perfect. cool stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, and, um, and 
Uh, that's a sinister laugh, isn't it? No, you're <laughs> good. You should be aware. It's, <laughs> it's good. Um, it is all so good. So we're talking about military leadership as well as entrepreneurship and all that stuff, but we want to get to know the man. The mat. The mat. That's scary. And then we'll get to know the colonel. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so let's yeah. dive, you know, because then they listen to the colonel once they know the mat. Do you understand? I understand. All right. So I know we, I know the answers a little bit about this, but yeah. they don't. Um, so what's your favorite coffee type of coffee? So I, it's serious I, stuff here. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't really probably have a favorite. Okay. I love going on base. Uh, we have a, a little coffee joint called Mugs, and uh, I go there, and just a great team there. And so I, I enjoy. I will probably say I enjoy the experience of getting the coffee more than I. <laughs> I feel uh, right. it's about you get that the serotonin. coffee. Yeah, there you go. Just from getting it. <laughs> so no, but I, I, I drink mainly black coffee. Okay. I mean, you know, you have it a just type depends. though. Like I love like black coffee, but Colombian. Um, let's see. Dark so roasts. I had an espresso Vavita or Vavita. I don't know. Okay. It's got like B12 in it or something. So yeah. Um, I, I mean, I guess that's that. fitting for a pilot colonel to just straight up black coffee. I mean, that's kind of, oh, it, yeah. it fits. Now I don't feel <laughs> very masculine now because I'm like, oh yeah, I like a cold brew with a little bit of uh, sugar. You're, but you're a graphic designer. <laughs> you're like, good. It, it don't worry. Sense. Like it's graphic I'm designer. I'm pretty my masculinity you to paint. have that. Like, it's a good point. It's I good. bring my French press with me when I fly. <laughs> nice. It's okay. It's okay. We we do, and uh, and you know, I, I'll throw any sort of uh, coffee in, in it. So, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say I have like a, a Colombian. I, I I drink them all. Right, so I got you. pretty much. I love it. Um, there's um, uh, yeah, because we're coffee aficionados, so uh-huh. it's, it's a big deal. You know, it's part of our culture. I'm well, instead of breaking bread, we we break, break coffee, beans. Break beans. <laughs> <laughs> crunch beans. Well yeah. said. Yeah, that's I just that's one. just how I bond with people. Like yeah. even when I I used to be a wedding photographer, and when I would meet with the wedding clients, I would I just like taking them out for coffee. It's just and it's easier when you're not chewing and stuff as well. <laughs> like, oh, but yeah. I'm always mindful of my breath. I'm mindful of my projectiles. Have the face shield. Yeah. Now now guys do this, Megan. You you have a you know fiance who. I forgave because he's a Dallas Cowboys fan. This is not a good thing. It didn't. But it wasn't we're not. A good st- we're no. not football watchers. No, no, we're hockey watchers. But he's a New York oh. Rangers fan. Okay. So um, I'm also a New York Rangers. You are fan. now, but you are indoctrinated. But the reason I say this is because judge is a hard word, but we kind of classify guys do about the teens and the all that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you're with that person. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you like the Cowboys, but you've never been to the, you know that kind. You know, and they're just, you know. <laughs> so uh, let's start from the top. Favorite sport. Hot seat. Favorite sport to, pick one. to watch or play? Okay, that's fair. One, if it's okay, so to, so to watch, I love watching football and I love playing basketball. Okay, awesome. You're lefty or right? I'm a right-handed. Okay, okay. Um, sports team? <laughs> yeah, so I was, um, so for, you said you like watching football. So I do. So my favorite sports team is I, I like watching college football a lot. And so Ohio State Buckeyes and the Air Force Falcons are it. And they're two totally different teams in the way in which they play. They do. Uh, so they bring a different strategy to the table and you can kind of talk through it. A, lot, a lot of people either pick college or, or right, what right. is it called? Professional outside of college? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. professional, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, um, I like hockey because it's fights. Yeah, oh. And it's allowed. Okay. Okay. As long as you don't hit the ice. Have so you ever watched like, college hockey? Been to a college no, hockey I game? Oh, it's we have. So I live right next to the ice skating rink in, in Harrington, Harrington, so we watch the games there. Okay, um, okay. The Delaware. This is our last year. Though. Tours, yeah. yeah, they're leaving. Yeah, um. <laughs> but I love hockey. That's cool. The um, 
what's interesting about what you just said, uh, you talk about Ohio, and I, I texted you yesterday, and I'm like, you know, I am not a Michigan fan, so I just wanted you to know that. Appreciate that. Right. Um, I, from a college standpoint, I, I, I tend to gravitate to Texas A&M. Okay. Uh, my grandfather went there, and my aunt, I'd uh, been there one time to visit, but um, it seems like my whole life, that's the team that people were always following and stuff, so that's... Would you would you say that Top Gun's your favorite movie because of it getting you I, kind of interested in? I think so, and it did it, it it did it got me interested in flying and a little bit of that lifestyle. Um, I also will look at Top Gun, and then there's a movie Hoosiers, which is mm. again dating myself a little bit, but uh, the the way in which a coach can influence people and how they have a conversation and. Uh, how they can love. And, uh, and I think that one of the greatest quotes in, in Hoosiers is at the end where he's like, I love you guys. Mm. And uh, so that's like a, that. that's a tough thing to, to, to talk through when you're building a team. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. And so those are probably my, my top two uh, as a whole. And I uh, grew up watching them and, and still to this day watch them. And so it's, it's, it's cool. fun. It's a really good movie. You haven't seen it. You no, I haven't it, seen man. it. Gene Hackman. His it, coach yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, and he, and he learns from mistakes. That's yeah. uh, I think one of the things that's, that's kind of crazy. He learns from a past that may or may not be the one that you thought would be when you see this great coach. So it's a basketball movie based oh, in the basketball 50s. Movie. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely add that to my watch list. I literally have it in my notes app. Like when I think of a movie that I've already seen, but I want to watch it again, I have to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> so because then I'll be like, oh, what was that movie I wanted to rewatch? Yeah, That's how my brain works. So, um, the, the last question before we, we shift. Uh, you know, everybody knows that I have wear a different shirt in every episode. So this, I worn this one in the first episode we ever did, but it's fitting. Yes. I wrote this one. Uh, somebody gave me this. Uh, I'll let that person. <laughs> so my question to Matt is, who's your favorite daughter? Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, the one that's not asking for money? I don't, I don't know. Um, that's a good answer. They, uh, so Claire and Audrey are my two girls, and they are awesome. I don't expect you to answer that. Yeah, oh, you're good. You could, uh, yeah, like talk about them real quick. Yes. No, um, I love bragging on them. They're great. I have a 17 and a 15-year-old. They both go to Caesar Rodney right now. My wife, uh, Sarah, teaches there at Caesar Rodney. And so it, it's really cool um, to have them. But they, they both are very interested in uh, in volleyball. That's mm-hmm. what they're doing right now and figuring out what's next, you know, colleges and, and type discussion. Uh, they, they're, they're great. They, they, we have a good banter, and I think we were talking about that beforehand. Uh, my, my oldest, Claire, you know, she, w- she will definitely say she's the favorite daughter, um, <laughs> and she doesn't uh, lack for that in, in her. In, she is humble, in, uh, but, but that is kind of her, her mantra, and we can go back and forth and have a good time. And, uh, and, and Audrey just cares about everyone, and, and it's really cool to watch her do that in the way in which she can – she can relate to all ages and have a, have a good time with that and teach them what it is to, to love on other people and take care of them. And so it's, it's cool to watch both of them do that and how they grow up. And uh, they're really much more like my wife, Sarah, yeah. than they are me. Um, they're, they're super caring and compassionate like she is. That's and you cool. said Sarah uh, coached volleyball. She does. So they kind of found that through her. They like, did. That's cool. They did. They kind of came back to it. Claire danced a little bit as a kid and Audrey kind of played basketball and volleyball. And then, when we hit, uh, we were in Germany. Uh, they really went full in on volleyball, and uh, they play. They play quite a bit, and that's awesome. and their hard work and the work ethic that you see come through. I think that's the thing I'm proud of both of them for uh, the most is, is, is awesome. the way they work at things. Yeah, cool. I knew he was going to be cool. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, uh, no, we already knew that. Uh, okay, so we wanted to start in that. We're, you know, with, we're going to. Uh, I want to now tap into. Uh, our noggins here into the 
creative things. So uh, we're going to challenge you a little bit. All right. Don't get nervous. It's all good. Don't worry. It's all good. Um, here's a question that's thought-provoking, and uh, let's see where this goes. Uh, how, how do you, I know that you're at the Air Force Base. There's a lot of innovation, a lot of things that are happening. That's not always the case in every single base and different things. It's just something that you guys focus on. Um, how do you balance the need for discipline uh, and order with the need for creativity and imagination? You, right. you got a work to do. You got you got orders. You got things. But also, how do you do that? Yeah, it's it's a great question. And a lot of times, when you sit down and think uh, about the military, right? It's hierarchical, and everybody thinks it's all stacked up like this. Um, and, and we can talk a little bit of, of what we try and do to to break down that those barriers, right? It's it's always when you talk about things when it comes to creativity or imagination or any part of innovation, it's how do you break down that barrier to getting you through it? You know, you kind of talked about Mm. it in the pre-brief there. It's, you know, paralysis by analysis discussion. How does that work? Um, How do you do that? And how do you actually get going? So how how do you do that in the military when it is like, when it comes down to it, the, the young airman that's been in here for, and they're 19 years old, I need you to follow that book and I need you to go fix the airplane. And when, you know, you're going to go step one through step 10 and figure out what that is. Where it comes in and the innovative side of it is sometimes the tools that you need to use. They may be, there may be a better tool that can save you minutes, hours, uh, things like that. And so how do you do that? How do you look at the tools that are inside that checklist that is very disciplined that you've got to follow? Why? Because it's, it's just like fixing your car. I mean, an airplane's about the same thing. It's just a little bit bigger and sometimes more complicated in, mm-hmm. in certain parts. Um, but how do you go about doing that and how do you take that action? And so we encourage them. And it's not so much that you depart from the knowledge base of that book, but you you expand upon it. Oh, right? It's, it's going through those steps, but understanding that if you've done those steps a thousand times, okay, good. You're going through them. Now, where is it that we're missing something? And can we change something based on your knowledge? And then when you want to bring that innovation out, because like you said, a lot of times it's a matter of time. And do you have time to, to be able to be innovative? And so what we have is we have Bedrock. And Bedrock is our innovation lab. Mm. Um, it's, it's called a spark cell is what we call it in the Air Force. And most bases have a spark cell. Uh, ours, we love it. Um, Bedrock is a very cool place to go. We try and uh, model it a little after, you know, a Google or, a, you know, some sort of, you know, area where you can come and think. And so if folks get time, they do that. If they don't have time, what we love for them to do is just drop an idea by and uh, they'll just stop by bedrock and they can say, Hey, we're working on this project. This is kind of the little background, but I don't have a lot of time to talk about it. Here's what I got. And then bedrock will take that. And we have, um, we have, we have interns at bedrock and then we have a, a, a leadership team at bedrock and all of them together will take it and then figure out what it is and then work back with that airman and try and figure out how they can go forward with a project. Um, you know, and, and sometimes it seems weird. The one I used at the state of the base was it's a, it looks like a, a pair of pinchers, but the pair of pinchers open backwards. And what that does is it helps them remove the, and I'm not going to use this terminology correctly because I'm just a big pilot. I'm not a maintainer. <laughs> like that's all, all it is. Um, you know, flying an airplane's pretty easy. Trees get bigger and trees get smaller depending on how you look at it. And um, when you, when you talk about maintenance though, these clippers, what they do is they remove a, a hold on on a particular part of the airplane. And that normally to remove those two clasps on the part of the airplane takes like 10 minutes. But with these clippers, it takes about five seconds. Okay. And when you have to remove 
multiple ones of these. Yeah, and that you can look compound. at airplanes, it's a huge amount of time. Right, that's a big deal. Yeah. And it, so it's easy. It sounds like that communication is so important. Like um, that, and then I keep hearing time. Like, so is time management very like prioritized in your job field? It it is. I mean, time is the thing that we that is the most important thing to airmen. Because when you talk about that, and I use airmen, um, big A airmen, anybody that wears a uniform, doesn't wear a uniform, is a civilian, anybody that works at the base, our total force, so that's the guard and the reserve, anybody out there, time is important because when we use time, whether that's for somebody, you know, if they have to go be away from their family, we want to maximize that time mm-hmm. to get the most amount of, I'm going to use the word lethality out of them, right, to yeah. the most amount of going forward with our mission. And uh, as we do that, it's important that we don't waste their time. And so we, we do. Many people work 12-hour shifts, and they, and they constantly do that for hours of, or for days upon end. And so to do that and be able to find them more time in their schedule so that they can innovate, so that they can think, so that they can take time back with their family, that's the important thing yeah. for us. And so it's all about the bandwidth that they have. Yeah, You know, what, one thing that's stood out to me, you said it without saying it, but it's dangerous in corporate America or in any place for people. That's the machine. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what's happening? That's not a C5. That's a <laughs> um, um, Is the danger in, hey, that's the way we've always done it. Yeah. Should we unplug it? <laughs> no, it's, it's just rinsing. Oh, just okay. <laughs> it's almost done. It's Sorry, almost done. guys. Um, so, but you guys, yes, this is the way it is until we find a better way to do it. Yes. But that you have to prove and test that better way. And once it's proven, then we implement it. And then if that shaves a minute or, or even a second here and there at times so many days, so many, that's a, that's a huge deal. It's, with, um, it's awesome. with time management, do you, um, are you more of like a night owl or do you wake up really early? So I wake up like a fairly schedule? early, um, maintaining a schedule. I can, I wouldn't say I'm one or the other. I'll, I'll go either. Um, it just depends. And it, and as, as a leader, it's important to know that we work 24 hours a day for not, not me, but the base itself works 24 hours a day. And so what's going on on the base? And there's sometimes where you need to go out at three o'clock in the morning and you need to tell an airman, Hey, thanks. And that's it. Um, and then, uh, you know, you're, you're not checking up on them. You're not wondering what they're doing. You just need to go and say, thanks. Uh, and presence will equal that priority. And, um, that's, that's an important piece, but I wouldn't say I, I do wake up early. Um, mainly because my kids and everybody are out of the house by <laughs> 6 40 in the morning to get to school yeah, so but, but, but it's what's good early uh so i get up about 5 30 oh, no, i'm club? not i'm okay. not like early early okay. like 4 30 there are a lot of folks <laughs> that, that do so i texted her something i didn't expect a response uh and then she and then i'm like what, what are you doing up you, you got you know and i was like i'm at the beach <laughs> oh wow and it was like <laughs> like 4 45 doing a sunrise session with a client oh so, that's cool you know, so but it's so nice you too. have the whole day ahead of you when you're right. done we were done at 7 30 i was like man i wish everyone did sunrise yeah, I, I joined the 5 a.m club about a year ago okay and i think it was more my it's, physiology uh it, uh-huh. but i started realizing my rhythms so then i'm like more productive now in the mornings than i in the evenings. so then i've gave into that instead of fighting it and so i like so, getting up like that it's nice i'm definitely more productive in the morning mm-hmm. and then and i even say that it's great to have if i have a meeting like let's put a hard meeting in the morning okay i'll, I'll be thinking more right and then it sets you off in a good place and you know the start before the hand does. grenades come in and start blowing <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen it yeah you know there's little runs in in, in battle but in, in in business uh you have your plan so here's my to do and then 9 30 <laughs> and then the next one <laughs> 
and then like, oh, and then it's like five, six o'clock, and you'll blink, and like, what just happened to the day? <laughs> We're literally yeah. have been cleaning up the mess from the hand grenades. And then yeah. you got like time changes too, which can throw you off. Oh yeah, sunset sun and really early. But I had a uh, question, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, so as entrepreneurs, we face a lot of like high stress situations, and I'm sure you do as well. So as a military leader, um, how do you personally handle those situations? And if you had any advice for anyone mm. listening who like maybe something that you've noticed that helps you in those situations? Like, so it's the great thing about high stress situations for us in the military is uh, it's very infrequent that it's by ourselves. Yeah, so okay. you have a team with you most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, also things that happen quickly, right? So there's a lot of things depending on where we are, right? Now I'll take this out of a combat environment. Let's not put it into that. Cause that brings a different side of a meaning of stress. Um, but just a day-to-day operation and something that you talk about with like a business uh, and a leadership kind of perspective is sometimes uh, you really, and a, a lot of times you need to relax for a half second. So breathe through your nose for once or twice and out through your mouth and just kind mm-hmm. of breathe. Because uh, if you're listening closely and before you react to something and you're actually paying attention to what's going on and you're, you're listening and having a conversation then you need your mind a half second to process it. And if you give yourself a half second to process it, probably is the outcome of that is going to be better than if you react quickly. Because reacting quickly is probably going to be an emotional response, which sometimes uh, as a leader you're trying to get, right? Uh, You're trying to get an emotional response. You're trying to pull on emotions and uh, quote-unquote tug on heartstrings, right? Um, but uh, as a whole overarching goal, the goal is to be able to remain calm. It's that duck on the water discussion. You may be paddling and inside your head, there's a thousand things going on that you're trying to figure out, but you need to look cool, calm and collected. And uh, it's, it's not a show. It's, it's really to make sure that the situation that you're in goes, goes well and that the Mm -hmm. best outcome coming out of that is where it needed to go vice having some reaction and so i i'm not a, a businessman by uh, tr- by trade but i think that that same leadership principle would would apply to just being calm and and you all talked about it before when when you were talking about social media and you have to answer timely but you you said at one point that you set a time right you're in a 24-hour cycle and you answer at this time those boundaries almost are really right and so you constantly do that and and that predictability is important mm. uh, and not just for a client, but also for a community of folks to understand that this is going to be a predictable be- piece. Now, sometimes in leadership, it's also good to be unpredictable when you need to make a point. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. I call that well, get, keeping your gunpowder dry. Uh, like, what's the word? That's going like, to get Predictable. Don't be no, too no, predictable. Right. I love that. Right. You've got to be able to keep a little bit because if they think they always know how you're going to react, then they may take that for granted and mm-hmm. become complacent and you want yeah. to fight against complacency. Okay. What good. There's so many, so much <laughs> Sorry. there. That's no, fantastic. No, you know, apologize. it's like, gosh, we could dive in there. And even I didn't even think like, like in a high stress situation as like a solo entrepreneur without a team, like that's still good advice. But then when you also have like a whole team that's going to respond to how you respond, you almost have to like not fake it, but kind of just deal with that inner stress because they're going to react to how you react. I noticed that early here because mm-hmm. if I indirectly, indirectly control the, the, makes the, a difference. The, the climate, like, you know, and so I, you know, <laughs> yeah. had a rough morning or something, you know, kind of take a deep breath and walk in and just put the smile because they sense that, mm-hmm. that tension with me. So that, that sets them off. So good, good point. And yeah. you, what, you, something you do that I know is you collaborate with a lot of people. So you are 
you're uh, alone in your business because you're one, one person, mm-hmm. but you're not lonely. You do connect yeah. and you are your part of communities and you have other business owners who are young ladies who are in your same spot. Actually, there was an episode we did. Yeah. I, they really, yeah, I don't have a staff, but I yeah, work with a yeah, lot you of do, people. You do. I, I like really cherish that can like human connection. You say that so much. I'm like, I just am very impressed with how you are constantly coming back to that. Like, yeah, love yeah. and relationship and, and not even talking about like the nitty gritty. It's like, that's what it comes down to. And that's so important. It is. It and is people huge. just don't think about that. No. No, and it has to come, it can't come from here, it has to come from here for it to be true yeah. and to be lasting. Well, I know that's deep, but at the same time, in anything we do, that's the measurement. That's how, that's the really, you know, am I, do I, do I have, it's my heart in here, mm-hmm. in this, you know. Um, so thank you for sharing your heart, because that's really, really uh, important. Uh, man, I cannot wait to, do, there's so many, in that, and what you just said before, in that last five minutes, it's, uh uh, I'm going to listen to I always over have just like plain so, questions. So because oh, you're good. Like, like, incredible so question. Cool. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> so I have terrible eyesight. So <laughs> what's the requirements? <laughs> like as far as are you allowed to have glasses and fly a plane? <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> I always wonder that. You are. It uh, it has to be correctable to okay. 2020. Okay. So it, de- it depends on how bad they are yeah but okay. you can you can also get the surgeries now mm-hmm. and so um there's there's different ways um surgeries I, those scare me they do notice uh, people who do those surgeries wear glasses <laughs> <laughs> and it's like they I don't even want them <laughs> it's a little scary no it's, it's pretty attentive Megan. That's, it's uh, it's good but no there's there's ways to get there cool. i was just wondering like do i haven't seen a pilot with glasses in a bit mm. i've been at the airport a lot lately just for trips and i it's always um it reminds me of catch me if you can it's like one of my favorite movies um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when he's faking being a pilot but um it's so weird seeing i know like this isn't this is different than military but um yeah. pilots like i just always look and see if they're wearing glasses because i'm just <laughs> like <laughs> well here's a, here's one that's see? similar to that i always i told um uh in different situations if I'm in an airplane, commercial mm-hmm. airplane, uh, I look at the flight attendants. If they're calm mm-hmm. and there's all kinds of shaking, I'm calm. When I see them panic, that's when I should panic because they've done so many <laughs> things. Yeah, I don't stress unless, unless the pilot's telling me something's wrong. Everything's and fine. Everyone in a good place. So, um, all right. So let me let me uh, ask him. Uh, you the can next have question. some fun with that, by the way. Yeah. Too. With what? Oh, with as a as a pilot. Uh-huh. I used to when you're traveling with my wife uh, when we were younger, and you know the plane would do something, I'd I'd tense up, right? And she's like, "What? What?" <laughs> what? And I'm like, "Oh, it's it's really nothing. So it's nothing." Yeah, because she's looking at you. Oh, she's paying complete attention. How was that um, feeling of the first time you flew like a giant plane? Like, was it terrifying or exciting? Oh, gosh, because it's different than simulators. It is. Were you, did you, like, how does that work? Are you uh, flying multiple people or is it more like things? So we have multiple, uh, so within, I'll just use the C5, for instance, the C7, both the C5 and the C17, it's two pilots in the seat. And so you, you have a, a partner, and usually it's an instructor uh, when you're first young and you're first flying, and so they're teaching you how to do it. And then in the C5, you also have a flight engineer that sits behind you, and then you um, in both airplanes you have what's called a loadmaster, and the loadmaster is actually the business end of the airplane, if you talk about that. Uh, but how do you feel flying the airplane? Uh, it's, it's 
inspiring. And when you go from, you're flying smaller airplanes, which you all have seen around, and they're, you know, we'll call them about five to 10 feet off the ground is where you sit, somewhere in that realm. And then you are 40 feet off the ground where you sit. Yeah, that's, that's a whole different ball game. Um, and the power that's behind it uh, is is really cool. And when you throw up the throttles, it's you know, it's like sitting in your car for the first time and you press the gas maybe a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. You're like, whoa, okay, here we go. We're, we're going. And so on the ground, it, you get that feel in the air. You don't, you really don't feel the difference between uh, the, the speeds. But uh, the, the airplane's good. Uh, I, I, I relate the two. Uh, one's like a Corvette. Uh, the C-17 is kind of like a Corvette. Very powerful, very maneuverable, very cool. And then the uh, C-5 is kind of the Cadillac version of the Corvette, you know, with the same, about the same power in the engines, but it, uh, it likes to drive a little bit smoother. It oh. likes to roll a little bit, but when it needs to be maneuverable, it's maneuverable. That's so, cool. That's cool. Uh, they're a lot of fun, but you no, know, flying, flying big airplanes is a lot of fun. Uh, enjoyed it. And uh, it's really about that crew aspect. Um, cause you're, you're not by yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, I, I've flown something before. Oh yeah, yeah, the Millennial Falcon at Disney. Oh, very nice. <laughs> so have I. I got pilot. I got a pilot. They get you know you go online. They, <laughs> they you get like, you the win. You get the night. You get you get by, you randomly. Look, this is my mother calling. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> just had an Sure thing. Yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> She's in Greece. Hello. Hey, mommy. Hold She's on. in Greece. Hey, mommy. Hey, six in English. Um, we're recording a. We're rec oh, get, get. mommy. We're recording an episode of the podcast. Say hello to what? say hello to to Megan. Hello, Megan, darling baby. Hi, I miss <laughs> you. I'm calling because we are gonna be going up sea the all the day tomorrow. So I wanted just to say hi that we're good. Okay. Okay. And tomorrow we'll be at sea all day, and Mimi, I got you a beautiful box wagon. From Greece, you did. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited! Oh, uh, thank you. Baby girl. I always, I always find things for you. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> well, we're, um, I, I told the lady in the store. I said, I said, my granddaughter is a hippie. I'm gonna. Be <laughs> <laughs> oh this is mamita. So it's gonna be an episode very soon. Mom, I have. We have a. Uh, oh my God. Mommy, we have a uh, Colonel Heisman from the Air Force Base here. Say hello to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have fun tomorrow. That's awesome going to sea. That is cool. Yeah, we, we have been at sea for seven days, but tomorrow is all sea until we get to bed on Sunday. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, Mommy, okay, I, lo I love you. Sorry to interrupt. No, no okay. you, you have permission to <laughs> interrupt me anytime. I love you, Mommy. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Love Bye. you all, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was not planned. She said, I'm a, she cool. said my granddaughter's a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they know what that is in Greece. Like, yeah, is they're that like, they're totally hard judging me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's, all, that's so funny. But, you know, I want to talk about the Million Falcon before I got rudely interrupted. Yeah. By <laughs> Messing. You're uh, good. And, uh, we got her in. No, so in the podcast, we were saying like I we hope got her in the podcast. <laughs> uh, that she's calling with WhatsApp because the, the other the, the cell phone doesn't work from over there. So, um, so we anyway, but they give you like a pilot. You, you get a pilot. You get the gunner, and you get the navigator. So, and, and then this is simulated. So you get two pilots. Oh. One goes up and down. The other one goes left to right. The other it just hits the buttons and you fight <laughs> fires and the other guy just nothing happens but they just hit blinky but blinky you know first time we went I had Grace my at the time she was eleven we had a few others in my family and she gets the pilot 
this is my dream. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a giver as a father, but in this case, that's non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. So I gave her, I, I said, give me that. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> and like, I got it to be the pilot they, of the Millennium Falcon. If, if you get the pilot as an adult, they kind of like assume you're going to give it to whatever kid. No. No, I'm the pilot. No. <laughs> they're just going to crash it. And then it ruins the whole ride. Exactly, because you can't crash it. So. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, okay. So. Moral of the story, don't let him fly a plane. Okay. <laughs> okay. We can right, work right, on right, that. Right. Um, we, we're going to... Um, Gosh, it's time is flying. We're, we want to shift to a few Q, uh, fun Q and A's that we're going to give you. That's just three questions. Uh, hopefully, we'll stomp you. Okay. Um, but I don't think we will. But it's just we're going to go into uh, some fun places. So, Megan, why don't you do the first one? So, and see I, what happens. Uh, <laughs> this one's really cool. If you could have coffee with uh, any historical figure, who would you choose? Do you have anyone that you kind of? They can be alive um, or dead. Past. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> we will bring them we'll, back. We'll bring them back. They'll yeah. be cleaned up. <laughs> no, I think, uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln would be really cool mm. to, to sit down and, and think, hey, w- one, what what was your drive all the time? Because it, it constantly was a, a brutal time in our history. But being able to sit and listen to him and, and just if there's a book, Lincoln on Leadership, right? And it's just, it's short snippets type thing. But to be able to have coffee and sit down with him. Wow. And, and talk through the the monumental things that were going on in our country at that time and that that that, that way that we're able to do things that would be that would be way cool yeah. Yeah. Be, and, and and just to see him and, and for a half second pick his brain that'd be that'd be awesome I and, think that's who Michael Faber said as well our yeah, first he did guest. say that too yeah uh, um, if I'm um, good choice and the thing is is the amount of pressure that man was under by all directions I know that all presidents are but this is a unique place in history this this that, that pivotal moment. That any any decision he made steered it a certain direction. We could be a completely different country, but we would be if it wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we probably wouldn't like where it is. No, one hundred percent, right? So that's awesome. Um, all right. So if you had to write a book, Ooh. what would that book be about? Right. If, if I had to write a book, yeah. that no one is choosing me to write a book right now. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, There's so many possible puns as a pilot. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So many yeah, good can, names. Yeah, what what we would love you pu- call we it? We love puns. A, I was trying to think of funny ones. <laughs> well, what, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm probably not all that funny when it comes down to that. If I had to write a book, oh, it would be, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. You talk about uh, you know, you have three daughters. Um, uh, you know, I think it'd be something with that is, is you know, f- father and daughters type discussion yeah, um, right. and uh, father and daughters, but the, the that part, but I, I think more of the networking uh, discussion and how we take care of airmen. And so I, I think it would be uh, remember who you work for might be Ooh. the, might be the title of the book. And, and Ooh. that's, that's kind of, you know, it's not a pun. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like Tony funny. Robbins would be like, "Remember who you you're the pilot of your life." <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> like we talked about Tony Robbins. You can, you can soar one. or you can crash. Whenever I think of Tony Robbins, I just <laughs> think of Shallow How. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I remember that. Okay, because that's okay. where I like knew. Like that's how I got introduced to Tony Robbins. And he's got those hits, huge hands <laughs> in the elevator. He's like, "Be gone!" Like he like yeah. he snaps and you ever seen that Shallow How? Yeah, I have seen Shallow How. Yeah. Yeah, no. it did. The, that movie did the opposite of what they were trying to do, no, unfortunately. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think that movie we canceled if it came oh, out today. Oh, no, absolutely not. But we love Jack Black. Yeah, it's a, it, is, it is. No, that's yeah. a really cool Jack book. Black's you know, awesome. remember who you work for. Who, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's powerful, man. Gosh. Thanks, man. Um, Have your um, daughters gotten to watch you fly? No, uh, they, they haven't. So in uh, 
in the military, we have something that's called a finny flight, and okay. it's your final flight. Usually, uh, it's it's more celebrated as you get older because you never know when that last one will be for the Air Force, right? Uh, just depending on where your career goes. Uh, but they have been able to marshal me in, so stand at the front with the wands That's and marshal cool. in the airplane. They've done that a couple, I think once. Uh, they they've done that, and so that's, that's cool. what they've done. I I've taken them in the simulator, and and oh, they yeah, think it's cool, cool. Uh, and they have fun with that. But um, no, they haven't they haven't been able to watch me. Okay, per se fly. No, you're good. No, but <laughs> you're now, good. Now, now my head when it always goes there, Megan. But uh, the movie Airplane. Yes, remember he's the guy's like that this. is the weirdest. He's like, movie hey, I've and some guy seen. goes walks. He goes, hey, where's the bathroom? He goes, turns. Well, you follow him, right? You got to follow him. So. Or, or when it landed and it, and, it, and, it, and it kept going because the the you know the landing gear was off, so he kept sliding. And it's like uh, uh, flight four fifty two and oh, gate seventeen, gate, 18. gate 18, 19. 19, 20. <laughs> <they> Start running. We <laughs> <laughs> were just <laughs> that's so funny. I gotta watch. That's one of those movies that you remember it and it's funny, but then you watch it again and I'm like, that's not. No, funny. no, no. Yeah. That movie one is movi- such a Halloween movie. It's a weird movie. It, it's well, a really well. That's a slapstick. Oh. In our day, yeah. like, they had those stats of movie all the yeah. time. But That's so our last question, um, you mentioned like, well, I'm not really, I, I couldn't see myself as a businessman, but if you were to start one, it could be literally anything. What would you, Yeah. what would I start a business yes. as? Um, so I would probably look, I, I, I really enjoy sports. Uh, so something to do with sports. Uh, at this point in my life, uh, golf is probably the thing that I won't say I'm great at, but I it's nice to get out and do. Nice. Um, but a, a business focus on that, oh, man. Mm. Y- you talk about wanting a to stump me, you did. mini golf course would be stick. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, it could be like conquering the windmill. There you, yes. And you know, you know that one is, <laughs> and it is a difficult, yeah, no, a I'm a, I, oh gosh, business. <laughs> A business. Um, I don't know. I would have to probably turn to my wife for some good ideas and, and be her be or her the support. Daughters, ask but, them. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yes. We'll see what they say. Um, no. Yeah. So we stomped them, Megan. You yes, definitely finally, got me on finally, that one. I'm yeah. like, what business? Mm. Uh, yeah. It's because he has so many ideas. He just uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. No. Okay. It, it, it is funny you say creativity versus artistic. Uh, I'm definitely not artistic, <laughs> and uh, and business is probably not something I've I've looked at um, uh, as as a whole. But uh, yeah, I have no, a good feeling I, that if he had a business, it would do well. Oh yeah. Well, it it depends. That's all about just like you talked about. You may be a solo business owner, but the network around it, and so mm-hmm. um, I think here in uh, in Delaware, that would be that would be something that. Uh, you know, it, the network here is strong. It's strong. Yeah, it, uh, is. it is very so strong. So it's many awesome. Small business and we all know each other. Yeah. And it's very unique in the in and you've been around in different parts of the country. Um, I've lived in uh, the Gulf Coast of Florida, South Florida. Grew up in Northern Virginia, D.C. Beautiful areas, hugely populated. This area in the peninsula, especially in Central Delaware, in this part, it's very unique in the business. It, it's 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 you don't see that ever anywhere in, in a lot of places in the country. It's very tight, very uh, hyper local, very loyal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see that because you're part of the Chamber of Commerce. We see you oh, every yeah. month and, and, and how active and people are. And that's how we thrive because uh, we live here. So we want to invest in the people in here. And that's something I love about you that you always, you're here for a short time. But the time you're here, this is your home. So you invested in where you were. And that was, that's really cool. No, 100%. Yeah. I, I think you, you I got a half second to think, right? So the volleyball. <laughs> oh, no. here we go. So here's your business uh, discussion. Uh, 
there's a place up north that does indoor volleyball and uh, being able to coach volleyball. Not me, but my wife. Uh, we do a volleyball business down here. You know, you have the turf fields down here, yeah. but you could do an indoor one that you could offer basketball and volleyball over the right. over the rent all. some of the courts and do yeah. have uh, and food. be able to have a team and uh, and a club uh, and stuff like that. So maybe that's a business uh, mindset like that. in that sense. But and have like a recreation area because the kids, you know, the littles are going to be there while they're there, and they right. can have food. And that's a really cool idea. They need to add that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. So we're wrapping it up. Um, what's next for Matt Huseman? Oh, so, uh, there's a softball at the end. There you go. No, it's great. Um, so my family and I get to move to the United States Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, um, where I I did spend four years there. I was, I was much younger. I had more hair. Um, (laughs) but, uh, we're going back there and I'll be the vice superintendent uh, of the Air Force Academy. Now what that does, I'm not exactly sure yet. And uh, the great thing about the jobs that we get to do uh, in the Air Force, I don't need to l- really look at that yet until I get there. So it's awesome. Um, and so I'll, you know, obviously, as a, having been a student at the Air Force Academy, I knew that there was this superintendent, and the superintendent's a three-star general, and wow. uh, they they nice. they run the the whole entire academy uh, as a whole. And so uh, I, I'll be. General Clark's number two, and we'll see what he wants me to do and how he wants me to go about it. But uh, I know it'll all come back to it's one. It's a beautiful location. If you've ever been out to Colorado yeah, and uh, specifically beautiful. to the Air Force Academy, it's sitting at the foothills of the Rockies. It is mm. it is gorgeous, uh, and so I'm excited for that. Excited for my family because they didn't get to experience that, uh, you know, some years ago uh, with me. So excited to take them back there. That's oh a, yeah, hills. It is. Than that. Yeah, you gotta watch those when you're flying yes. <laughs> around here. It's yes, just... over there by Blue Hen, oh. there's that mound. Yeah, uh, it's man made. Yeah, right? I went by yesterday with my daughter, my youngest. I was like, look, that's Mount Mount Dover. That's the highest peak in. in yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. So no, we're excited to that's to awesome. go out and do that. It's a full circle for you. It it is. It's it it is a whole. You know, 23 years later, I'll return to the academy. And, so the end of so. your career will be. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see what yeah. the future holds. Um, that's uh, a lot of that's up to God, and that, yeah. or it's all up to God, and it's up to the Air Force of what they want to do. And so okay. we'll we'll see where that goes. We're excited to go serve and to take care of. There, it's interesting because you're going to get to influence youth, right? You started a college, and where you're you're taking folks that are really searching for what are they going to go do, and now right. you take them and you can figure out how to shape that leadership for the future. Uh, because that's really what it is. Uh, you know, the the audience can't see it, but we have uh, Captain Christina Camp here with us, and she's our public affairs officer. Her, as you look, her, let's get her on. There you go. We'll we'll bring her on screen. She's like, please oh, no. Right right yeah, please. Because so. she's been her incredible smile. What a nice lady. We just met you. Hi. Hi. Christina, where are you from? I am actually from Eastern Shore, Virginia. Okay. Awesome. Very nice, Virginia. So Eastern Shore. So that's down in Hampton. Parksley, Okay. Okay. Very nice. Not far. Okay. Well, good to have you. Thanks for bringing him over. No, and it's it's Uh, folks like her. It's leadership like that from our our younger team. uh, That's that's awesome. And so being able to influence folks like uh, Christina as they start uh, their Air Force career is is important. And she actually started as prior enlisted. You heard her say she enlisted in the Air Force, and then she became a PA. And it's awesome to have her. And that's uh, awesome. She's a mother, and she's also a military spouse. And so that's very cool to have with her husband uh, also serving the military. That's very cool. Well, uh, thank you for coming on. 
I just and congratulations. Yeah, on thank adventure. you. He's already packing. He was telling me, right? you're getting <laughs> actually right right now. <laughs> Thanks for squeezing us in your schedule. I know. We got him before he left. Oh my lord! How I, we like ending with our guests is if you could tell our viewers and listeners, like in this way, I'm going to tweak it. So if you if you had one piece of advice for someone hmm. listening who is an entrepreneur but also possibly considering joining the Air Force, um, what would that be? Yeah. So the world is a, a blank canvas for you. Uh, you know, you talked about it at the beginning. Uh, don't be afraid to take action. Mm. Uh, we tell this to young airmen. We tell this to other folks is you've got to take action and you've got to be biased towards action. The only way that you can get out there and do something is, is, is if you take a step wow. yeah. and you have to take that step, whether you, you know, go back to the Indiana Jones things where he's in you know, leap I of faith, Indiana he's going to, yes. he's going to walk I mean, right. And he's going to step right like, out, you know, yeah, and yeah. it's, it's there and, and right. that leap of faith. And so take that faith. Uh, inside you is is a future, whether that's a, an airman, a soldier, or sailor, marine, or an amazing business owner. That's inside every single one of us, and so <laughs> yeah, or both. Right, right. I'll, I'll figure out my business uh, <laughs> mindset as I go forward. But I think that's the number one thing: is to 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 be biased for action, move out, and and bring the. Bring the family. I call it a family because it's it's that love between that whole network that's important. And so when you do that, whether that's as a solo business owner or as a business owner that has a, people that they get a chance to work for, mm-hmm. have fun with it because that's a blast. That is fantastic. Gosh, thank you so much for being here. You said you were humbled. We're humbled to have you here. Uh, what a cool time. Thank you for sharing your heart, your knowledge, your wisdom. And we wish you the best in your family. Uh, if I'm ever in the in the area over Let there, I'd love to, to come see you. Um, that's I've been there one time, and it, I still remember that time um, I was in, in the Colorado. Uh, I'm a person that's from the beach, but something about mountains and woods that just really oh, kind of stirs my heart. So thank you for coming on board. So Megan, you want to do the send-off? <laughs> yeah. you Everyone, remember that really? was our special guest today, Matt Hughesman. I wrote them down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can listen or watch. So if you want to watch, we are on YouTube. If you want to listen, we're on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, yes. and Google. Got so it. All the things. There's no excuses. You can find us. You can find us. We are Thank you so much <laughs> for <laughs> listening, and we will see you on the next one. But in the meantime, go create something. Go create something.